Hello, everybody. It's me, Alexia. Um, I've got some announcements to shout about right at the top of the episode. Uh, so here we go. Um, uh, please, first of all, we just want to apologize. Specifically in this episode, we had some technical difficulties. So the sound quality is um, really not great. I uh, just want to tell you that first off at the beginning of the episode. So if you're someone who's just like, oh, can't deal with bad sound quality, then maybe skip ahead to something else. Well, actually, on that note, where because the sound quality is so bad, um, and I know that some people really just can't listen to stuff with bad sound quality, and I know that you guys are craving that cage content, um, we're going to be releasing another, um, an extra bonus episode this week. So make sure to subscribe to Nicholas's Cage wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll automatically get all of our new episodes, including our bonus episode this week. Um, also, make sure to, that leads me on to my next announcement really, really easily. Uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram. Please, please follow us on Instagram. That's at Cage Cage Pod. Uh, once again, that's at Cage Cage Pod. C-A-G-E-C-A-G-E Pod. P-O-D. Um, make sure it's important to follow us on Instagram, not only because we post some really great, funny, hilarious cage pictures, if I do say so myself, because I'm the one that posts them. Um, but we also announce every Tuesday, we'll announce our new cage film of the week so that if you, you know, if you'd like to, um, have watched the film before you listen to the episode, you have the opportunity to watch it quickly before Wednesday when the episode comes out. Or, you know, watch the trailer or whatever it is that you want to do. Or just know in general what we're going to be talking about that week. Um, so we announced that on Instagram. We're also um, going to announce what our bonus episode is about this week. Um, so, yeah, just follow us on Instagram at Cage Cage Pod. Um, finally, going back to the sound quality, baby. Doing a big full circle here. Um, if you're like oh the sound quality is so bad but i love cage i love the cage content uh, uh, what do i do what do i do i have a solution for you i have some homework for you you can help us out by by telling everyone you know by telling your mom your sister your brother your grandma your dog your best friend their best friend their brother their lover everyone you know um about nicholas's cage and um tell everyone you know to listen to the podcast subscribe leave a five-star review and eventually what we'd like to do is to um sell some crazy weird nick cage merch and you know pins um stickers things like that whatever you guys want and hopefully then we can use that money to get some better sound equipment so we can get some better sound quality. So if you're someone who's just like, man, I love Cage, but I hate the sound quality, then tell everybody you know. Help us get some listeners so that we can fix that for you. Um, okay, I think that's pretty much it. Um, I'm going to stop talking. So we're going to get inside Nicholas's Cage. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ready? Joined by Alice as always. I'm Alexia, and we're talking Nicholas Cage. Um, 
this episode, we're going to be talking about specifically Nicolas Cage and Elvis, his obsession with Elvis Presley, which I don't know where that came from because I, as much as I tried, I could not find the source of it. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a well-known fact about him in Hollywood. He probably just grew up on, grew up on him or something. Mm. Um, we talk about Elvis. We'll be talking about Nicolas Cage and his marriage to Lisa Marie, Elvis's only daughter, which some say was his uh, the trophy of his Elvis collection. Oh my god, that's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of like articles like back in. 2002 when they first got married and it was there was a lot of jokes like a lot of jokes like that a lot of people mentioned it uh and then we're going to be talking about one of his many quite a few movies where he's taken elvis as like an inspiration for something we'll be talking about wild at heart david lynch's wild at heart laura dern nicholas cage david lynch it was pretty good i enjoyed it i enjoyed it as a Nicolas Cage movie, but I don't Mm. know if I enjoyed it as a David Lynch movie. I don't know if it was one of my, like, out of all the Lynch movies, I think that's, like, you know, a bit of a miss for me. Mm. Okay. Um, So, yeah. So, I'm gonna go through some of the Elvis stuff first, and then we'll go to the summary of the movie, and then talk about some other little bits of the movie that we liked, and go over some trivia, and then that'll be it. Just so everybody knows what page we're on. Let's talk about Nicolas Cage, baby. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. We got some dancing to do. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, I did try to find like where it came from. Like, if it came from like, a, you know, you know, an interview he did where he was just like always talking about Elvis, or if I don't know. But I there wasn't there. I couldn't find an article online or an, or an interview where um like a televised interview where he'd mentioned it. It was just kind of always this thing that was known about him, I guess, because like it was known enough to the point where when he got married to Lisa Marie, people were like, what? The Elvis obsessed guy is marrying (laughs) Elvis's daughter. But I couldn't figure out where that like actually came from. But I guess it's a combination of um, Wild at Heart. So the movie that we're talking about, because he does say um, and admits that he based the voice and the movements was, and all that on this Elvis. Was Wild at Heart before or after being married to... It was before. Okay. Okay. Let me get my dates straight because... But there was Wild at Heart and it was... Um, there was another movie he did after that around the same time called Honeymoon in Vegas. Um, where it's where he like also dresses up as Elvis and does a bunch of crazy stuff. And there's a lot of Elvis... Uh, related shenanigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that he like that he said and like said in interviews that he did it because he liked Elvis. So I guess a combination of those two is kind of what put the fact that um, Nicholas Cage, 1990. There we go. And he didn't marry Lisa Marie until like the early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. So she knew well into it yes. that he was obsessed with her father. Yes. In fact. Um, I've been, I don't think I'd be able to get over that. I know. Like, that's too weird. Well, according to Jeffrey Wanzell in the 2002 Evening Standard article, article take it all with a grain of salt, obviously, uh, allegedly, um, Nicolas Cage and Lisa Marie first met at a party. Uh, but I also guess if you're Lisa Marie mm. 
and your dad is that like iconic mm. it'll probably be hard to find someone, someone who who's doesn't... not like yeah. super like yeah into like her father like i think it would be it's probably a very common thing she's used to it i yeah. think she'd be used to it yeah she met first met nicholas cage at a birthday party in los angeles in 2000 um where it says she was typically cautious even icy towards him allegedly allegedly the star da 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 um nervously told her how much he admired her father so he was up front from it for the beginning i suppose as she sat this is what it says quote the article um as she sat sipping iced tea he went on to explain how excited he'd been to emulate him in his 1992 movie honeymoon in vegas and then lisa marie said is this is that the best you can do to have a conversation with me talk to me about my father (laughs) i can't win with you cage who won an oscar for his role in leaving las vegas muttered as she stalked off allegedly uh three months later presley called him to apologize and invite him to another party uh, oh to her birthday party and then she told him how much she liked his movies and how impressed she'd been to meet him. Um, Cage accepted the invitation. And this is another supposedly crazy movie that we have not seen. Captain Corelli's Mandolin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We should see that. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, so he turned up to the party with Penelope Cruz from that movie who he was also kind of dating around that time. So he showed up with another date with Penelope Cruz. And then, but Presley basically just sidelined Cruz within, it says, within minutes of her arrival as she ushered Cage around the room. Quote, I can't compete with Elvis's daughter. A Spanish-born actress barked, so I'm not even going to try. <laughs> like, I, I respect that for Penelope Cruz. I would have just been, I would have done the same thing. I would have just been like, all right, <laughs> this is over now. But also, can we believe that there is a universe where Nicolas Cage's penis has been inside oh, Penelope Cruz? Disgusting. <laughs> too much information i don't need to i don't need to know that it's been she's gorgeous she is insanely gorgeous. yeah i don't know why she would be into cage also be a big fan of his movies think about him you love her don't be afraid sailor i'm wild at heart Oh, uh, so this is a, a, a big thing that I didn't realize. Lisa Marie is like a hardcore Scientologist. Oh, no. Seriously? Yes. And he's fine with that. Well, allegedly that was one of their reasons that they had an issue. Is he, was he declared an SP? I don't think so. Because I don't think that they were, spoiler alert, they were only married for less than four months. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they were actually together long enough for him to be declared an SP. But um, there was, I don't think I wrote it down, which is super annoying. There's this like trashy Daily Mail article about after they broke up um, that I just didn't write down because I just assumed most of it was lies. But uh, there was... um, If the Scientology was a reason why they broke up, I don't know if there was a way he could not be declared an SP. That's true, I guess. Or she had to disconnect. Yeah. Oh, here, we, here it is, here it is. There's an alleged story about Cage getting shut in a room by Scientologists um, for four hours. Uh, this was... Uh, the, he did talk about it. Okay, so I found this thing in 2016. He wasn't supposed to be on the Howard Stern show, but basically I think he was in the building oh, no. and then walked in and saw that they were recording with Chris Rock and then just stayed sitting there for 20 minutes. And so they asked him a bunch of questions. Um, and they did ask him about... The Scientology thing. This is after, this is in 2016, so this is after the whole, like, they've been divorced for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and Stern basically asked if Cage was going to get her off, or had planned on getting her off Scientology, um, to which Cage said no. 
um, that that works for her and that seems to help her, but he's not like, that's her thing basically. And it's not, I'm not into it, but it seems to work for her. So that's her thing. I don't know. I don't ever get that. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I could, I don't think I could be in his position without being like, you got to get out of there, man. You got to get out of there. I know. I think, I think one I mean, I would be so disappointed if Cage was Scientologist, but are you kind of surprised that he's not? Like, he would... I wouldn't be surprised at all if he was a Scientologist right? because he's like a so weird, like nuts. Yeah, like he just has like a weird, like the way he looks at life is strange, and and he's got the stare. Like they all have that stare. So like <laughs> eyes, he's got the, the stare. He's stare. got the Scientology stare down. <laughs> um, I could to- and I could totally see him being and into he'd, the like whole, talking about like... Zenu. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah. totally see him being into it. But he wasn't. If anything, that would have been the perfect opportunity for him to explore it. And he was just like, nah. I, it makes me respect Cage more that he wasn't drawn in by Scientology. Mm. That he had a mind to be like, no. Not my thing. Not my thing. Um, and I'm assuming, too, I think if you ask me, and this is all conjecture, and I'm totally making this up on the spot. But if you ask me, I think he probably did try to, you know, make her see the light and that this Scientology is nuts. And that she was so, like, she, from what I read, she seems to be, like, a really um, intense personality. Uh, that that just caused problems. Mm. Because, think about it, you know, if they ever wanted to, like, I mean, obviously they weren't together for that long, but, like, if they wanted to have kids and stuff like that, like, her kids would have to be in Scientology. Yeah. And she does have kids. She has, she has a, a, a daughter and a son, and I think they're both Scientologists. And her mom was a Scientologist. Yeah, kids the kids in the uh growing up in scientology don't have it well yeah I think they have riley it better Keough, now. she's in movies she's a scientologist i'm gonna ex- expose them all so is elizabeth moss scientology has scientology has child slave camps yeah child slave camps where's where's shelly miscavige? miscavige she was murdered by <laughs> she's miscavige. murdered <laughs> Everyone, okay. everyone should watch Leah Remini's uh, ex- oh expose yes. on a. Do it. On... Scientology's crazy. It's a sham. If you're in Scientology, get out. <laughs> Save yourself. <laughs> um, so let me just talk a little bit about Elvis and Nicolas Cage. So, like I said, I can't. So, this is kind of a point of contention because Nicolas Cage is a little annoyed by the fact that people think he's obsessed with Elvis, which I can kind of get because I don't know where that came from. Like I just said, like I have no idea. It's not like there's not one thing you can point it back to. Do you think to? he just mentioned it like once? I and think now so. Everyone... Well, that, so that, I relate to him a bit because that exact same thing happened to my dad where Like my with dad, your grandparents? No, just my dad used to have like a quiff and like be like, mm. I like Elvis. Mm. And then every year for like his birthday and every christmas we would get him like elvis related <laughs> things we get him like an elvis i think that's a glasses yeah. case like an elvis like you know figure elvis t-shirt Pie. like we just get him elvis and he got to the point where one day he was just like guys i don't want any more elvis <laughs> stuff like I, I like him but i'm not like that into him like stop giving me elvis things and yeah. i was like oh i think i think cage genuinely does like his music a lot and i think he likes like he you know is kind of drawn by the whole story of elvis and his whole life but um i don't think he's like a crazy collector because that's something that nicholas cage like actively said he didn't do in the interviews that i saw was like he's like i don't have this crazy elvis collection where i have like a bunch of his stuff or you know all this like i have a few things uh you know records and stuff like that but it's nothing crazy i think 
Cage would do an amazing Elvis. performance of Elvis in his the oh, last years yes. when he's about to die. He, like, like old, that would be fat, so good. Like drug addicted, now, like washed up Elvis. Like that's he, Cage would do so amazing good. as that. Like just a disheveled Elvis. That was the part like, he was dying born in the to toilet play. seat. That was the part he was born to play because Elvis was totally erratic and on pills then. So <laughs> that's perfect for Nicolas Cage's acting range. And yeah, he, he you know kind of looks like him in a way, I guess, with makeup. He could, that would have, that's the dream role, right? That there. is a dream role. And you know what's really sad? I read in an article that he said he only has, he feels he only has three or four more years left in him. What, of living or of acting? Of acting. Oh, okay. <laughs> and of living. No, I'm just kidding. No, of acting. I don't want him to stop. Yeah, okay, screenwriters out there, please make an Elvis movie for Nicolas Cage. How has someone not done that yet? I don't know. But, fun fact, when Cage and... Uh, Lisa Marie were together. Um, Cage is the only person outside of Elvis's immediate family to go into Elvis's bedroom in Graceland. That's cool. Yeah. Because, like, that whole... So all of Graceland's pretty much open to the public except for Elvis's bedroom and the bathroom where he died. Yeah. Um, I guess because they don't want tourists just, like, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> um, but apparently people over the years, like, Tons of people have requested to go into the bedroom and have been denied. Even Bill freaking Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> but Nick Cage, he's But allowed. Nick Cage is in it. Um, so yeah, like I said, um, Cage totally based his character in Wild at Heart on Elvis. His voice, his mannerisms, his look, the way, you know, the way he moves, all that stuff. And it is indeed Nicholas Cage's voice when he's singing in the oh, movie. Wow. Cage has a pretty good voice. Uh, he does sing uh, Elvis's Love Me Tender at the end of the movie. Uh, spoiler alert! Break my faithful heart Tear it all apart But love me Let's see. Uh, so in that Stern interview, uh, at one point Robin pointed out that Cage sounds like Elvis, which I just liked this. Cage said, I do? People tell me that. I don't know what the hell that's about. It's just my natural voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Nick denies any kind of Elvis obsession and denies that he's collecting the daughter. Although <laughs> that's funny. He says, <laughs> he admitted that that was a funny thing. Um, um, and then there's this really, really great article that I found in The Guardian by Emma Brooks, 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 um, in 2013 uh, that I'll probably reference a bunch of times after this. But um, there's one great line that I liked about her describing his face, like the way he looked. And um, it, this one's... Okay, it's great. Quote, His hair, like cultivated grassland, is lush at the top and sparse at the root. Oh, <laughs> great. <laughs> great writing, Emma. Um, so, and it's also kind of funny, all of the things that we're talking about in this podcast, cage to cage, that's not the things that make him up. So in the, in the, in the article, in this Guardian article... He, Cage says, quote, for a while it was the three C's, castles, comic books, and cars. I just can't shake that stuff off of me. Let's go out into the crazy world of New Orleans. Go to Ronnie's and get a fried banana sandwich. Um, okay, so anyway, the, in this article, they, uh, the interviewer uh, does bring up Lisa Marie. Um, this is after they've, have, you know, hadn't been together for a while. Um, basically implying that she was the superior celebrity to Cage at the time. And, um, Cage, quote, Cage looked rather surprised. I was the lesser celebrity? Hmm. Well, celebrity is a word I take great umbrage with. 
I'm actively anti-celebrity. I'm about creative expression. That particular relationship was really based on humor. We had a lot of laughs together, so that's what that was. Much was made of it because of her father and whatnot, and whatnot, Elvis Presley. Um, but we had a simple relationship in my, in my opinion. That was a different time in my life, many lifetimes ago. Aww. So that's what he has to say. Um, his current wife is 20 years younger than him. They met when she was 19. How old is he? Oh, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you really are dangerously cute, baby. I gotta admit it. I would love to see him in, like, a violent, like, Park Chan-wook, like, Korean, Ooh. like, movie, where it's, yes! like, everyone... Yes! Why hasn't he done one of those if it's like <laughs> Korean? That's a good point. Yeah, you should get into Korean cinema and he just be, should... like, the psycho American that's, like... What if, like, yeah, like, what if, like, later on in his life, he just, like, gets really into, like, he stops doing movies and he starts doing, like, K-dramas and just becomes, like, this crazy, like, Korean TV star? Oh, yeah, amigo. If ever something don't feel right to you, remember what Pancho said to the Cisco kid. Let's win before we're dancing at the end of a rope without music. So who are his kids... Who okay. is the mother of his kids? His, so he has one older son who's like 26, who's like our, my age. He's Weston, I think his name is. Um, he had her, or he had him. So he was married to Patricia Arquette for, for a little bit. And then he was dating this like model who he had his son with. Mm-hmm. And then he married Lisa Marie. And then they divorced. And then he wasn't with anyone for a while. And then he married his wife that he has now in so the is, early 2000s, I guess. Is that who he has Kal-El with? That's who he has Kal-El with, yeah. So is Kal-El half Korean? Yeah. Okay. You must be my son. Um, Lisa Marie is a loner and a committed follower of Scientology. She likes her solitude, enjoys long, long walks and where she can clear her head. She's moody too, one moment up, the next moment down. In contrast, Cage is an altogether, altogether bouncier individual, out of bed at five in the morning, ready for the new day, anxious to discuss big plans and new ideas. Um, I think they were just two different people. Like From what this says, like their interests were profoundly different. The more cerebral... Roll Cage enjoys reading about philosophy and has deep discussions with friends. Lisa Marie prefers romance novels, mysteries, and other works of fiction. Dianetics. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. He watches ed- educational television. She prefers sitcoms and soaps. He's usually charming and handles some- himself with diplomacy. She's blunt, speaks her mind, and doesn't care what people think about it or her. Money was a sore subject from the start, too. Nicholas tried to advise Lisa, the sole heir of her father's $100 million plus estate, on certain fi- Presley family investments. She wouldn't allow it, which is probably good because at that time, Nicholas Cage was yeah. not in the, <laughs> the money situation he's in now. Too bad he couldn't visit that old Wizard of Oz and get some good advice. Apparently, I don't know, it just sounds like they fought all the time, and, like, maybe at the beginning, like, uh, they had fun, and then, I don't know, it just didn't sound like they were, like, it didn't sound like they matched well at all. And that'll be that. And, um, yeah, so they got married 
They were married for less than four months and got divorced, sadly. R.I.P. R.I.P. I think that was Lisa Marie's third marriage and Nicolas Cage's second. R.I.P. 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 to the love. Um... Um, now I just have some other random weird facts that I want to tell you that I found from articles. Okay. Um, this has nothing to do with anything, but, um, in the Telegraph, I found this thing. <laughs> this is the shortest article and it was just basically all about Nicolas Cage's weird diet. And he was just telling people in this interview that like he chooses the way he eats his meat based on the way that the animals have sex. <laughs> And that he only eats meat from animals that have dignified sex. Oh, what? That's disgusting. <laughs> That's so weird. What is dignified what sex saying. in the He's animal? Such a weirdo. Okay, so quote. This is what he says. Okay, I actually choose the way I eat according to the way animals have sex. I think fish are very dignified with sex, and so are birds. So he only eats fish and fowl. No pigs. He says pigs do not have dignified sex. I don't know. I guess because fish. I'm assuming because they don't actually do it. Yeah, because like, they just, like, have fertilize eggs. the eggs. But so, wh- what? Why? What's the logic? I think he's just he's just pissing about. Like, <laughs> that's not know. real. Like, that can't be the real reason why he's a pescatarian <laughs> or, eats, or eats just birds and fish. He probably just does that for health reasons and then made up some ridiculous so. excuse. But also, too, I don't know. I just He's, like, he lives in a whole different world. Like, his logic... Is his logic like it doesn't make sense? I feel like to he's playing else. into the Nick Cage <laughs> character. Be. He knows. Could be. Um, also, fun fact: in 2015, in China, Cage was nominated and won the Best Global Actor Award. <laughs> so apparently, the Chinese really like Cage too. Has he got a huge Chinese following? Yeah, I could see that though. Like he's got he's he's done like a lot of blockbusters and stuff. And I think he did a movie in China that was not a, a few years ago. I don't know what it was called, but um, I don't know one of the crazy movies he does. I'll have to look it up. Um, so yeah, I was hoping to find this some sort of crazy Elvis collection that he had, but he, he doesn't, uh, I think he just had some memorabilia, liked his music, based some of his early performances off Elvis, and then married Lisa Marie, which is what cemented in everybody's mind that he was this Elvis fanatic, Mm. when I don't think he really is. Yeah. Yeah. He's just a casual Elvis fan. Yeah, like your dad. Yeah. Okay. So now let's talk a little bit about Wild at Heart. Um, so 1992, uh, David Lynch. Um, this was uh, Nicolas Cage's first movie with David Lynch, but Laura Dern had already worked on, she was in Blue Velvet, um, in a little bit of Blue Velvet, so she'd already worked with him before. A lot of people in that film are like reoccurring Reoccur. Lynch mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I found this from the Dallas Morning News from 1992 by Philip Wunsch. <laughs> um, according to Cage, he said that working with Lynch was liberating. I think he really enjoyed working with Lynch. Um, I also read in a different article that this was around the time where Cage stopped doing the, like, sh- like he was, like, a strict method actor mm. before this. And then after this movie, he kind of started letting that go a little bit. Mm. Um, so Cage said, quote, I really didn't know what I was going to do each day we shot Wild at Heart. Sometimes he would give me uh, the lines the day of shooting. Uh, I remember one day David just said, sing me some opera. I want you to sing some opera in this scene. That scene didn't stay in the movie. (laughs) But I trusted David. 
Uh, I couldn't have worked that way with a director I didn't trust, and for once I didn't overanalyze. I think I created a natural, spontaneous performance in Wild at Heart. And I actually kind of agree with him. I think I could tell a difference in his performance from something like that versus like something like Vampire's Kiss. Or even something like Moonstruck. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it There was, was like a calmness. Like he was still caged and crazy and stuff like that, but there was like a... I don't know, like he didn't more seem relaxed. unhinged. Yeah, more relaxed. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But they they worked well with each other, I think. And yeah, I think this is like Cage's first, like he's still crazy, you're still getting crazy Cage, but like it fits. It fits with the movie because it's David Lynch and he's nuts anyway. Yeah, he fits well into a David the whole Lynch world. like world. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um. Which is totally, like, I don't understand why they haven't worked together again. I think they, they that's a good match. They should work, work together again. David Lynch should write the Elvis movie, and Nicolas Cage should be in it. That would be sick. That would be amazing. Yeah. Oh, someone get that going. Had enough, asshole? Yes, I have. And I want to apologize to you gentlemen for referring to you as homosexuals. Okay, anyway. Um... So let me hit you just with a quick summary of Wild at Heart if you've never seen it before. There will be spoilers, so I don't know why you're listening. But here's the summary. Uh, after serving time in a uh, serving time for a self-defense killing, Sailor Ripley, Cage, reunites... Re <laughs> was it a self-defense killing, though? Like, was, he, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. he just attacks no, that dude. No, 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 dude. because remember, remember his... Nordern's mom was the one that sent that guy to kill him, and then uh, the guy, yeah. like, has a knife or something, and then... Or he says something... He does, like, beat him to a bloody yeah, pulp, though. He yeah, could have, like, yeah, just yeah. knocked him out and then left him. Yeah. Like, he That's true. He does board. go over the board. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, Sailor Ripley Cage reunites with his girlfriend, Lula Fortune. These names are crazy. Laura Dern. Uh, Lula's mother, uh, desperate to keep them apart, hires a hitman to kill Sailor. Um, but he, but Sailor finds a whole new set of troubles when he and Bobby Peru, Willem Dafoe, an old buddy who's also out to get Sailor, try to rob a store. When Sailor lands in jail, yet again, the young lovers appear further than ever from the shared life they covet. So it's basically, you know, basically Laura Dern and Nicolas Cage, kind of a love story surrounding them, um, where everybody, for some reason, around them just doesn't want them to be together. I don't know why. His mom, her, like, her mom never gives a real reason why because she wants to he, kill her because boyfriend. Because he went to jail and he's like a bad, he's like a criminal. Yeah, but he's that's like before. Like, she wanted to kill him before he went to jail the first time. I guess he's always been like a... She just doesn't like him. He's always been wild at heart, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess so um so when lynch first read the movie uh or sorry read the novel for the movie he wasn't attached to write or direct this movie he was just supposed to produce and then he read the novel and he was just like wait a minute i like this story i'm gonna write it i'm gonna direct it sorry guy that we've already hired go do something else um and he also immediately when he read the first the characters in the book Cage and Laura Dern's characters, he immediately thought of both of them for those roles. Oh, wow. Like, first off. See, I feel like, I don't know if I really liked the story of the film. Mm. That's the thing. It's like, I felt like 
I didn't really like the story or the script or like the screenplay or anything. I didn't mind it. But I liked David Lynch's directing mm. of it. And I liked, I think the best part of the film is when that guy's head like it explodes. <laughs> like, shot- that's hilarious. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, when he shoots himself in the head in the shotgun. <laughs> that's the funniest bit. His head goes flying. <laughs> it's just like, because it's so, it's such a like kind of normal movie. And then all of a sudden yeah, it's yeah. like, just full frontal like the most violent <laughs> thing ever and it's so over yeah, the top right. it's hilarious it is really funny um, i didn't i didn't mind it because i think uh like we talked to this uh, a little bit about this when we watched the movie about like how you like david lynch's weirder stuff and i prefer david lynch's less weirder stuff yeah i liked it because i could mildly follow the plot which was not something I was expecting to do, so I was just like, oh, that's nice. But I feel like it was watchable because it was David Lynch and not because it was oh, necessarily yeah, yeah. a good, like, story. film or a good story or, like... Yeah. A, yeah, like, I feel like if that was any other director, it would have been really boring. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, it could have been even worse, which is why David Lynch was good for it, because the ending, originally in the novel, apparently they don't get together in the end. Okay. So he does go his separate way. And well, that's what I was thinking it was going to go anyway, because she seemed to be a bit, like, second guessing. guessing. Yeah, and, and I thought she was going to leave him yeah. at some point. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed that she didn't, to be oh, honest. Yeah. But yeah, so that was the original ending, and it, David Lynch didn't really like the ending anyway, but they did shoot it, and they tested it, and it went horribly. Like, tons of people just walked out of the movie theater. Oh, no. So they had to change it. Um, which I'm glad they did because I don't know. It just this just makes sense. Like, I just feel like it's the such whole movie a movie. Just felt like for nothing. If they yeah, I feel like it was such a cop out ending because it's just like a bunch of stuff happens, and then he yeah, just sings yeah. to her, and that's the end. No, but that's that was the whole thing. The like he says early in the movie that the o- the only time he'll ever sing "Love Me Tender" is to his wife. So uh, that's why. Oh, he sings see, I completely yeah, missed yeah, that. Yeah. I completely missed that. I think that was like right before the weird rock dancing and heavy like metal heavy metal. <laughs> rock dancing and that's just confused us and distracted us how come you didn't sing me love me tender you told me that was your favorite love song i told you i was only gonna sing love me tender to my wife yeah he does say it at some point uh she mentions the song or they're talking about it or whatever and he says the only time i'll sing that song is to my wife and so that's why he sings it at the end which is sweet okay it's cute i like it um, also, fun fact, Diane Ladd, who played the mom in the movie, Laura Dern's mom, that's mm-hmm. her mom in real life. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, Lynch wrote the original, uh, script, uh, in less than a week. <laughs> yeah, you can tell. <laughs> I feel like you can totally tell that. No, 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 he, re- he wrote it in less than a week, and then he read it, and he was just like, oh, this is shit, so, and then he rewrote it. <laughs> Um, they did change the ending, I said that. Oh, and, um, if you've ever watched the movie or at least seen the cover of the movie, you'll see Cage in a glorious snakeskin jacket, um, that he wears for a lot of the movie, um, and that his character kind of, like, makes a a thing about how his jacket is, like, part of him, you know, whatever. Uh, that's Cage's actual snakeskin jacket from home. (laughs) From from his actual snake. Yes. (laughs) Skinned alive for the movie. (laughs) That he just brought onto set, and, and David Lynch was like, ooh, yeah, I like the giant. Let's put it in the movie. Look like a clown in that stupid jacket. This is a snakeskin jacket. And for me, it's a symbol of my individuality and my belief in personal freedom. Asshole. Um, 
the film was also completed like way down to the last minute. Apparently, it, it premiered at Cannes, and I think it won the Palme d'Or. But um, they finished editing it like the day before. <laughs> like <laughs> David Lynch had to like run onto a plane with the with, with the movie. Let's go through some of the weird parts of Wild at Heart. So, um, one great part for sure when Willem Dafoe um, shotguns his head off. That was great. I don't remember the context of why he did that, but I just remember his. Well, no, he was trying to shoot Cage, and then Cage knocks him over, and then he lands with the gun pointing at him, and it accidentally shoots his head off. Like he doesn't do it on purpose. That's why it's hilarious because it's just it just comes out of nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like just full on. Just you just see the head just explode. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um. This is also, what was this, 1992, so early 90s, so Laura Dern has some crazy, her hair was crazy in that movie. (laughs) It was so curly and huge. I don't understand how you, like, keep it that volume. I don't know. She looked great, though, but she did have some crazy crazy 80s hair. Um, There's also a weird scene that I personally like where they're, like, at a heavy metal. It's weird because they're, like, these, like, southern redneck, like, on-the-road Jack Kerouac people who are, like, really, really into heavy metal. (laughs) yeah that's what i never understood like, yeah i don't understand why they're all into like i don't know they're like crooners or whatever yeah and then yeah they, they dance like they're listening to like a hardcore band or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Like, because, they listen to metal yeah like, because why? nicholas cage interrupts but like he's metal but he's like an elvis sing dude elvis. Yeah, and he sings that it doesn't yeah i don't understand i feel like i feel like uh lynch wrote that he was really into metal or something, and then he was like, oh, I can do an Elvis thing. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he was like, oh, well, let's change it like, to Elvis. And then they just didn't change the heavy metal thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he still dances like he's into metal or something. I know, it was weird. <laughs> I wanted him to, like, dance like Elvis, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, why wasn't he dancing like it? That would make more sense to mm. the character. I but... don't know. That was, a, yeah, that was a weird, weird choice. Um, there was also a bunch of, we pointed out a bunch of Lynch... Twin Peaks people, Audrey Horn's in this movie, Laura Palmer shows up, Laura Palmer's mom. What's his face? What's his face? From Razorhead, Henry, old man. The old man that's into the... Also old man. I don't know everyone's names, but... Yeah, I can't remember her name. Old, decrepit man. The old men. Henry from Razorhead, and... Uh, oh, it's Harry Dean Stanton. That that hey, old Harry man. Dean Stanton. Yeah, that's that was the uh, Wild at Heart's the first time that David Lynch works with him, and then he goes oh, on really? to work with yeah, and then he goes on to work with him a bunch. Um, yeah, so this is the, that's the first time they work together. Uh, oh yeah, I just wanted to say I, I knew I would find it. Come on in, Mister Big Round Balls. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mister Big Round Balls. We, like, thought he said that as a joke, and then we thought we misheard it, and then we rewinded it, and that was, like, an actual line. It was just, Willem like, Dafoe's actual line. Mr. Big Round Ball. <laughs> why do you have to specify because... that they're round? Like, why, why was that necessary? Mr. That wasn't Big in the script. Square you, know, you know that wasn't in the script. You know he just said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like... That was Willem Dafoe. That was great. Um... Yeah, because we often think, like, is that what they actually said? Or are we making this up and making this movie weirder than it is? But that is actually what he said. We did rewind to check. So, um, and the last thing is, uh, so they go to that weird place in Texas called Big Tuna. Big Tuna, Texas. Yeah. Um, and I just, and just in case anybody thinks that's a real place, it's not, sadly. I thought, I was hoping maybe it would be. I was hoping there really was a Big Tuna. go on a cage tour and, like, visit oh, all the landmarks. Oh, my God. Landmark cage movies. 
It'd be everywhere. Should you go to the street in like LA where he walks bloodied with the bat in Vampire's <laughs> Kiss. <laughs> like <laughs> when he runs down the street. Yeah. I'm a vampire. Should mm. go to wherever Moonstruck is set in Italy. <laughs> That's not, I know like it's not something Italy, but something, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Queens. Um. So yeah, any last uh, thoughts on the movie? Uh. I thought Cage was good in it, but I uh, wasn't a huge fan of the movie. As a whole. As a whole. But I am a fan of Lynch, but it, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't my favorite Lynch movie. Yeah. Yeah, I liked Cage in this movie too. He was like, this was the most... Which is weird, because if anything, it should have been the weirdest I movie of like them all. I feel like he seemed the most normal in it because yeah. it was a weird movie, to rather than with. him being in normal movies, but being weird, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, he kind of fit into it because everyone was yeah, being a bit weird. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's totally right. Um, yeah, because every every single person that walked onto the screen was just like, what What are you? Like, what? Willem Dafoe looked insane. Yeah, like, everyone is a weirdo, so he fit, he fit, he fit right perfectly. in and it, it kind of worked. Also, and, and just last thing, I'm going to, um, I'm kind of sad that they don't work, they didn't work together again. David Lynch, Nicolas Cage, if you're out there and can hear my prayers, work together again. It'd be nice. You guys like each other. Right? Twin Peaks 4. Twin Peaks Nick 4. Um, Dune that, 2. Dune 2 and <laughs> <Nick> Elvis. <Cage. laughs> oh, <laughs> and the Elvis movie. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fucking fuck <laughs> David Lynch and Dune. He messed up that movie completely. Um, I was on a date today and the mm-hmm. guy told me, he was like, have you seen what Kal-El looks like? Ooh. And apparently he's Did you just, look it up? No, but he told oh. me. Apparently oh, okay. he's like just this... Does he look just like He's him? in like a metal band and he wears like corpse paint and there's like <laughs> pictures of him. Oh, like... that might be his older son though. Oh, maybe. But there's like pictures of like Nick Cage is one of his sons, but his son is like this greasy goth in like corpse paint. And it's like, that's exactly what I want Nick Cage's son to look like. <laughs> like, like, I don't want, I don't want Nick Cage's son to not like, he has to be like in corpse paint or like a juggalo or something, you <laughs> know? Juggalo. Like he's gone. <laughs> I could see, I could see one of his kids being a juggalo. Well, he's only got two. Two boys. Oh no, it couldn't be. Like, he's a little baby. Oh, is it not that's Kal-El. Kal-El. Oh, yeah, oh, he's so I guess. cute. You knew my daddy. Yes, I did. Yeah, I sure did. The bad side of it is I did some driving for a man named Marcelo Santos. Oh, shit. Well, it's his other son who's the... Yeah, it's Weston. The Coppola Cage, this guy. He was, he was admitted to the psychiatric ward not long ago, I think. Yeah, Ooh. there. Does... Does that look familiar? <laughs> That's exactly what I want him to look like. That's it. His eyes are so insane. He looks like he loves the crow. He, yeah, totally. Oh, he looks disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a magician. Yeah, he totally looks like a magician. Uh, oh, man. Great. Well, I'm happy. I am Hopefully, too. maybe I could get a date with him. That's what I was thinking. I think we'd go well. Yeah. That would be insane. Well, I Imagine mean... if I started dating... Oh, God. Nick Cage's son. To be married into Nicholas Cage's family. That's the goal. The things I would do. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what Lisa Marie Presley is doing, but she's doing something, I'm sure. R.I.P. Michael Jackson. R.I.P. Nicholas Cage and Lisa Marie Presley. R.I.P. Shelley Miscavige. <laughs> R.I.P. Shelley Miscavige. 
don't forget that Lisa Marie is a Scientologist. Don't be bought in by this bullshit. You think Elvis was too? No. Her mom is though. Scientology didn't ex- did it exist when it didn't exist when Elvis was. Well, he died in the seventies. Yeah. So it would have been around maybe like, like around fifth. Yeah, mm. in the fifties. It would have been in the early stages. It wouldn't have been. Maybe he heard, like maybe he was just like reading about it or whatever. He was too high, but then to be into he anything. Was, no. He was on too many pills. Not my Elvis. Okay. Well, the Presley family is now in Scientology. That's how we're gonna end the show. We're gonna rip the the. <laughs> this is all a conspiracy conspiracy show. It's actually not a podcast about Nicolas Cage. Psych. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.